Hello, and welcome to the Table and Well podcast. I'm Tennyson. And I'm Janelle. Thank you for joining us as we discuss topics and give practical tools that help you live, grow, and be in healthy, joy-filled relationships with God, yourself, and others. For more information and resources, or if you're looking for coaching, connection, and community, please visit tableandwellco.com. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Welcome, and thank you for joining us today on the Table and Well podcast. This is episode number 34. We are so glad you're here with us today. And as always, please feel free to download and subscribe to this podcast on your favorite listening platform. We are just moving right along here with our series called The Half-Brain Church, How the Church Has Lost Its Ever-Loving Mind. And again, just want you to know that we have adapted this podcast from the book called The Half-Brain Church written by Michael Hendricks and Jim Wilder. We are going to keep going with Hesed. Uh, The last few podcasts have been on this topic, and we've got two more for you on this topic as well. So we've talked about what Hesed is. Remember, it's that sticky love that keeps us bonded together. It's the attachment that the Lord wants us to have with him and with each other and that he has with us. We've also talked about the importance of Hesed in our communities, and we've talked about how it plays a huge part in creating our identity. In our last two episodes, we talked about how to recognize how much Hesed is in your community. You know, you may have listened to that episode and kind of went, man, there's not a lot of attachment in my community. There's not a lot of Hesed there. We're not really bonded. There's no sticky love. Um, what do I do? How do, we, how do I create that? And we did give some simple examples of things that you could do in our last two podcasts. This podcast today, we are going to be focusing on how to build Hesed in your community. And just like the last topic, once Janelle and I started talking and discussing and got into the middle of our conversation, there was just so much revelation and so much information that we had to split this up into two podcasts as well. So what you're going to be hearing today is part one of our discussion on the four ways to build Hesed in your community. So there are four ways to build Hesed inside of communities and inside of churches. And so, um, so we're going to talk about those today. So yeah. the four ways are, number one is make Hesed part of the value system as a community. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to cultivate joy. You want to gather around the table. Um, yeah. I liken that to the Jewish feast. And we'll talk about that. And then number four is sharing weaknesses and vulnerabilities. Um, yeah. So this will be a good conversation today. Yeah. So let's start with that first one. So um, you want to make Hesed part of your value system as a community. Yeah, because Hesed just doesn't happen on accident. Right. Uh, we've talked about this before about being in agreement that no matter what, we're going to stay present for each other. Yes. That is just who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and and making that a stated fact that if that's the core and the foundation that you build your community relationships on, mm-hmm. then Hesed will grow. But if we don't understand and, and we're not in agreement that that is what we're trying to do, yes, then it'll be really hard to do because maybe I'll show up with mm-hmm. a full intention of being present for you no matter what. Right. But I actually don't know if you're willing to do that for me. And so then I try to to practice being vulnerable with you and we've never made the agreement. Yeah. 
or we've never had any practices or skills to do together. And so you're not strong enough to do that for me. And then I end up being really disappointed and hurt. Right. Yeah. That's very important that we're, again, we're just all on the same page. Yeah. Like this is what, this is why we exist as a community, as a mm-hmm. church, as a group, as an organization, whatever it might be. I think back to, there's a, there's a group that we are a part of that um, before every meeting we would read kind of our quote unquote manifesto or whatever mm-hmm. it might be is like, we are people that we do that by ABCDEFG yeah. so that we can, you know? Yep. And so it was, so every time we got together, there was a clear direction and a clear understanding that we are people that make his said a, important, prior, yep. a priority in our everyday relationship. Yeah. So, we show up fully for one another. Right. We are a safe place for one another. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, and could you imagine, you know, if that was who we were inside of our churches where we could look each other in the eye and say, we will stay present for one another, no matter what Yeah, we will love unconditionally. Yes. And so it just, like you said, it just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen overnight and it doesn't happen by accident. No, there has to be a very specific and a very um, intentional um, direction towards his said. Yes. And I want to, uh, say this too, as we're talking about these four things, obviously, if you're just an attender of a, of a church, or even if you're on staff, like you can't walk in tomorrow and say, okay, guys, <laughs> like we are going to be in agreement on this one thing. Right. Um, if you're a senior pastor, you can. Yeah. Um, and you can invite your staff along because you're the leader. Yes. But you may even want to try, try this, just the regular old you. Try this with a group of friends, yeah. three or four people. Maybe maybe the conversation today is applied to your family. Maybe you're attending yeah. a church that has low hasid, mm-hmm. and you're like, I have no influence in that place to do anything different. However, But you do have influence over your family, and you do have influence with your friends. Yes. And so don't write this conversation off. Yeah. Um, maybe you and one other friend look at each other and say, you know what? We're going to be a safe place for each other no matter what. Yeah. We're going to practice what it looks like to have Hasid. Mm-hmm. As a family, we're going to practice this. Yeah. Intentionally. And, mm-hmm. and, and it starts somewhere. It has to start somewhere. It has to start somewhere. And it has to start with us. Yeah. Like, we cannot wait because mm, so we good. do this. Well, we do this to the corporate <laughs> church a lot. Yeah. We're like, oh, yeah, you should go do that. Right. Like, you should create a place where I can feel safe. You know, yeah. and it's like, well, are you creating a space for yourself to feel safe? Are you creating a space right. for your neighbor to feel safe with you? You know, right. like that's where the conversation starts. It doesn't start by pointing the finger at the guy on the platform. Yeah. Let's say that you are in a community or in a church where you, you don't feel that that is happening, that there's mm-hmm. low has set or that there there's not strong connections. But the Lord hasn't told you to leave. Right. And he's like, no, you're supposed to stay here. And you're like, but God, I don't feel connected. I don't feel then, then the next question should be for ourselves. Like, so, so what can I do or what do I need to do to create some connection and right. to make Hased a priority? And so that's where it starts with your family. It starts with your community of friends that you may have and say, you know what? We are going to be connected no matter what. Right. And to learn how to operate as you were created to be without yes. waiting for someone else to, to, to provide that for you. So good. Um, and two, I was going to say, if you are the guy on the platform mm-hmm. <laughs> that... <laughs> that wants to make this a practice in your church community, it still starts with you. Yes, it does. In your home. In your home and with yourself. It still starts there. Yeah. It doesn't really matter where your place of influence is. If you are the guy on the platform, the leader of the church, your impact is going to be great if you can learn how to do this in the secret place. That's so good. Um, but 
let's not wait for one another to figure it out. Let's do the work to figure it out for ourselves in the unseen. Yeah. So, and the, another one that goes right along with this. So when you make has said a priority and you make it part of the value system of your community, um, you can do that by cultivating joy, which is number two. Yes. So, um, so we dedicated a whole piece of a podcast, a few podcasts ago about what it looks like to cultivate joy in different ways that you can do that with each other. Right. Um, but said cannot exist without joy Mm -hmm. and joy actually really can't fully exist without Hesed. Yes. Um, that sticky bonding. Now Mm -hmm. we can show up and be present for people with joy. We can be really glad to be with people. Um, there is a whole other level that you're invited into when we talk about Hesed, that yeah. sticky bonded love. We don't choose to stick and bond ourselves to every person, nor should <laughs> right. we. Right, yeah. And we don't choose to only bring joy to people that we're bonded to. Correct. Right? Because right. we've talked about how we can bring joy to the little guy in, or, yeah. or the old lady at the grocery store. Yeah. But one cannot exist without the other. We yeah. cannot have Hasid without a deep gladness to be with one another, no matter what. Yeah. They literally build on each other. Mm-hmm. They joy and Hasid build on each other and they were created and designed to work in tandem. Yeah. I absolutely. mean, it's that, it's that idea where you walk into a room and your face lights up when someone walks in, you feel connected to them. Yeah, you do. You and do. you feel a deepening connection to them. You do. And then when you're able to be with someone, no matter what, Mm-hmm. then they feel connected back to you. I mean, there's like this that you can't, they, yeah. it's this cyclical yeah. growth yeah. that happens. Cause the more joy that you build in community, then the more attached you become. Yes. And then the more attached you become, <laughs> yep. the more joy you have. And what happens is you just go deeper with one another. Yeah. It, it goes from being surface, just lighting up of faces uh-huh. to, Oh, I actually know some things about you that mm-hmm. are messy. Yeah. And you know what? my face still lights up yeah. and that's a different level of being seen and being known than, than what we, many of us have ever experienced inside of a community. Yeah. And even in the, even in the way where um, we've talked about before in, in different arenas where you can have that joy when you're not even with that person. Mm-hmm. So think about this. So in that moment, you can go think back to a moment when you felt connected and you were and you were happy to be with someone and they were happy to be with you, mm-hmm. even when they're miles away from you. Yeah. In that moment, it still grabs your heart and connects you back to that person. Yeah, it does. Because you have those experiences of being together. That's so, good. So your connection doesn't have to just exist on a Sunday morning no. either or on a Wednesday night Bible study, you can stay connected all throughout the week because of the Hesed you have and because yeah. of the joy that you've built. And yeah, and true joy, true Hesed is not a, it's not conditional on proximity. No, it's not. It starts in proximity. It does. Yeah. But once it gets to a point where it's like, oh, I'm so glad to be with you and I'm so connected to you. you it's, it's, the, it's the guys that have college friends that they haven't talked to in 25 years or they talk once every two years on the phone, but whenever mm-hmm. they get together and they're on the phone, it's like they jump right back into where yeah. they were when they left off because right. that connection is so tight and they built joy together mm-hmm. and joy moments. And yeah. now they have, it's not circumstantial, connection. right? Yeah. It's not yeah. built on situations. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Um, the third piece is gathering at the table. And yeah. those of you who know us, well, no shock here, right? <laughs> table and well, 
Right. Um, we have always enjoyed gathering around the table with people, but there's actually a lot of brain science that goes along with this, yes. that food and eating food creates a bond with yes. one another. Absolutely. Why God designed it this way, I don't know. God but, likes to eat. Yeah. But I mean, he talks about his banqueting table, doesn't he? Yeah. And all, and all those Hebrew yeah. feasts, like you mentioned at the beginning, are all built around food. Mm-hmm. The way he loves to celebrate oh, with his so family good. is around food because our brains literally release endorphins. Yeah which is a bonding chemical with mm-hmm. one another. And so it might sound really goofy, but remember the old church days? Oh. I, I did. So at our church, every Friday night, we went to Ramshorn. And that was my favorite thing. I looked forward to it every single Friday night because that's how we built connection that we yeah. didn't get to build in any other way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, some churches, it looked like potlucks on Sundays after church. Yeah. And we've seen this at our own table. Yeah. We used to host oh. Taco Sundays where it was like, just come and eat with us. Yep. And there's time to hear stories yeah. and, and to know people in a different way, especially when everybody gets to bring their favorite dish. Yeah. I'm actually a big believer that church should look like one giant potluck, yep. Yep. Um, both with bringing food to the table, but also bringing our God-given talent to and the gifts. table yes. and bringing what our experience with the Lord has been that week and sharing yeah. it with one another and all of who we are to the table where we get to taste one another. And when we are able to bring those together intentionally um it builds his said and it builds joy in the community because when you bring what the lord has put in you to bring mm-hmm. and you come fully yourself to the table mm-hmm. it strengthens the community yeah yeah and it's funny I, why i'm thinking of this i don't know but you know we'll a lot of times people will avoid potlucks because what happens if people don't bring good food? That's so what happens good. if oh, the meal goodness. isn't what I want it to be. Like yeah. I could cook and prepare the whole meal and I have full control over mm-hmm. all of it. I can make sure all of it's good. All of it's the quality I want. I can buy all organic ingredients. <laughs> right. And, oh, and I so can control good. it. Yeah. Or if I ask people to bring a potluck, something to the potluck, it could be nasty. Right. right? And I have to eat it anyway. Mm-hmm. I have to risk that. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. The risk. There's the risk of that. It's messy. It's, it's risky. Messy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so often we shut down the concept of the potluck, whether it's food or whether it's just people sharing. Like we'll do a Bible study, but I'm the one who talks and you're the one who listens. Right. We're not actually going to do Q&A or, or have any kind of discussion because, oh, man, what happens if you say something that I don't agree with? Right. Or what happens if you ask an awkward question that I don't have an answer for? Yeah. Or God forbid you say something that like is wrong. Oh, no. How do we as a community deal with that, right? Oh. So we shut down those <laughs> opportunities to share and to walk through the messiness. Right. Because, yeah, we're afraid and, they're, and they're, it could cause pain mm-hmm. and we can't control. Right. Right. So just like when people bring a potluck, you eat it anyway. Yep. Right. And you celebrate it anyway because they came and brought themselves to the table. Yeah. And that's a skill that we have to learn. We need to stop avoiding the opportunity for us to practice what it's like to show up for one another, even when we don't like it. And we need to create opportunities for people to make mistakes. Yes, we do. So they know. And not that we like purposely make the bar, quote unquote, too high or we have some standard because that's not what we do. No, But let's we need to just create a space where we're free to be ourselves. And mm-hmm. if a mistake is made or if the wrong thing is said, then we with grace and love and we just, we, we work, we work through it yeah. and we handle it and we 
do it like, I don't know, mature adults. Right. And yeah. And we grow closer together with each other. I mean, it's again, it's that brain science piece of the we are designed to grow closer to each other through conflict. Right. If the conflict is handled correctly, mm-hmm. where the relationship is where bigger the relationship than the problem, is the problem um, we're designed at the end of that. When we get through that mm-hmm. mess, that we are more attached, more hesitated, quote unquote, <laughs> to each other. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so we and mature Christians, mature adults, mature people, relationally mature, all of that. We're able to you're able to do that. Yeah, I. I'm thinking about the recipe, you know, if somebody brings a potato salad that isn't very good, yeah, you know, my opportunity to say, hey, I add a little bit of salt and pepper to mine mm-hmm. or, oh, I actually sneak in some pickle juice and yeah. that's what brings it, makes it tart. And now we've started a conversation yes. and a connection. And so when that person goes back home and tries potato salad again the next time, maybe they, they try the- Add a little pickle juice. Right, exactly. Yeah. And then- then they've grown and we've grown together and they think of me when they put the pickle juice in the potato salad. It's it's a really cheesy analogy. No, but that's so good though. But that's right. Like now, now we've built a bond. Mm -hmm. Now they've grown and I've grown because I was willing to share and risk saying, Hey, this could actually be better. And I have a way to help sew into you and to improve what you're doing. Not to say, Oh my gosh, it's the worst potato salad I've ever had. Right. But we have to develop that skill to be able to think in our mind, this is the worst potato salad I've ever had. had. Right. And say, okay, but how can I help that person grow right now? Mm-hmm. What's what can I teach them in yeah. this moment? Where where can I invest myself into their growth? So when they come to the table and they say something dumb about something, what can I do to help them learn how to grow? Yeah. Where, versus react offended mm-hmm. or react frustrated or disgusted. Yeah. We yeah. like our favorite emotion in <laughs> in the church anymore seems to be disgust. disgust. So true. Mm-hmm. When people don't show up the way we think they should, we just oh, so we become disgusted yeah. and we shut down and we withdraw. And that is not not what we were created to no, do. So back to gathering at the table. Right. Yeah. It really is because the table is interesting too. like to get up from the table. You have to get up from the literally table. get up from the table. Mm-hmm. And so gathering and at the table away. yeah, forces us to stay, mm-hmm. forces us to stay no matter what's presented. It forces there. us to be present mm-hmm. in the middle of the uncomfortableness. Yep. And that's so good. That's, yeah. that's, and that's, yeah. Yeah. And so one of the things that we're doing now on our Sunday gatherings, we gather on the table, we have brunch together with intention mm-hmm. because then we're all at the table and we share our hearts at the table. We, do. we don't share it at the couch. We share it at the table because we're facing each other. Yep. We're seated together. Everyone has a seat there and they belong and they're mm-hmm. tied in just like everybody else. There's not one above or below the other. Um, yeah. And we know that there are endorphins that are being released that are creating bonds as well that can't be created any other way. So good. So churches don't give up on, on On the potlucks. Yeah. Yeah, Do the potlucks guys. And no matter how big you are, do the potluck Mm -hmm. bring everybody bring something or back to what we were talking about in the beginning. If you're a family, don't give up on family dinners. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, even if it's once a week and it's a big deal. If that's what you can do right now with your family, do it, do it. Um, if you're friends, don't give up on only seeing your friends, you know, in passing or over an activity. Yeah. Sit down and have a meal together. Be intentional. And even the rhythm of it matters as it well. Does. That's interesting. Building oh, yeah. has said mm-hmm. this isn't in here, but no. here's a bonus. Number five is <laughs> is rhythm. Rhythm. Yes. Is rhythm is doing it in a consistent manner that it's not that because we're all human and we can only uh we can get into a 
the habit of only showing up when we feel like it yes, or we're, when we're in a good space and mm-hmm. when we're not in a good space, we avoid people and, yeah. and all of that. But if you have a consistent weekly dinner, you have a consistent weekly whatever or biweekly thing, then you have to show up no matter where you are in your space. Yeah. Right. Good week, bad week. You're there. You're there. And that allows us time and space to show up who we are in real time. Yeah. And we we talked about this in our um, how to build joy podcast. But one of the things examples of what we do with our family is every other Friday morning, Mm -hmm. there's five of us and we get on a Zoom call and we talk about how our week was and we check in with our feelings and all of those things. But it has really strengthened and deepened our connection and attachment to each other mm-hmm. because there's some weeks where somebody shows up with a really heavy emotion mm-hmm. and we're able to sit with her or him or me or you, mm-hmm. whoever in yeah. the middle of it. And, and we're there. With Whereas if, if it was like, Oh, she has to reach out and call us or he has to reach out and call us, or we have to reach out and call them when we have a heavy emotion. It's a completely different thing, isn't it? it? Versus there is time and space held for Mm -hmm. one another to be ourselves. And it makes it easier in those off weeks to reach out Mm -hmm. to each other and maybe express a tough feeling Mm -hmm. or a celebration or, um, just a consistent communication with each other. And so think about that, even with the rhythm of connecting around the table, it will allow space because it it will, as you build, as it deepens at the table, then it will carry itself outside the table as well. Yeah. Cause too, I'm, I'm experiencing maybe this week, I don't have anything maybe for the last six weeks. I haven't had anything that, that I really need care for, mm-hmm. but I've watched other people be cared for. Well, mm-hmm. I've watched other people stay present for that person or for this person. And so I am experiencing that. Yeah. And so now my truth is this community is safe yes. because I've watched them show up for other people. So when I need them to show up for me, then I know that they can. Yes. And so that's why too rhythm is important and why mm-hmm. having Hasid as a group identity is so important that it's not about whether or not you think you need Hasid today or whether you need community today. Right. We all need community yeah. in highs and in lows. Yes. Um, but if we can practice being community for each other, high, low, medium, then we can be ready right. and practiced and strong for one another when it's needed. You've been listening to the Table and Well podcast. New episodes stream every Tuesday. Please subscribe on your favorite streaming service.